This is the Brilliantly Branded Podcast, a safe place to have a voice and talk about branding and all the reasons that bring a brand to be brilliantly branded. I am your host, Maria Lucia Romero, and I am welcoming you to this journey of learning and inspiration to build awareness around the brands. This is the Brilliantly Branded Podcast. How powerful become a brand's name when we think about it? In today's episode, I will explain what namings mean, what are the names categories, and how the naming journey should be done. As well, what are the most important things to keep in consideration at the moment to choose the name of your brand? You will be listening key factors that make a great business name and what mistakes to avoid during this process. In this episode, you will hear one of my experiences doing a naming process for a European brand, and I will uh, wrap up this episode with some advice to put in practice and make your naming journey an amazing experience full of opportunities to be creative and get right with the perfect name for your brand. Thank you very much for being part of this journey. And now grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever you want to drink, get comfortable and join me for this episode. Welcome. Let's talk about naming, what naming means, what is the meaning behind the name of a brand. So let's start with the concept that basically uh, naming a brand is like naming a baby. And I have been always doing this, this comparison because I consider that the start of everything is giving a name to something that will represent all the work that you have been doing, all your purpose, all your proposition uh, into the world of businesses. Naming actually means the process that you do in order to give that name that the people will remember after related with your brand, related with your service, related with what you are offering to the world. So in terms of what is technically, naming is the the name of the process that you are doing in order to give this name to your brand. So now, what are the name categories that exist already? There is a four categories. There is a descriptive names, invented names, experiential names, and evocative names. Let's talk about each of those on detail. The descriptive names are those names that are referring to the service of the product that you are providing. I'm going to give you an example, um, Metadata. Metadata is a brand that are actually providing that service. It's very specific, it's very descriptive, as the category well said. So the thing with these names is that are very difficult to register, for example, when, when they are very generic or very descriptive, are quite complicated to 
register because it's a lot of people have been using it in order to relate the dots with the product or service that they are offering. As the second one is the, the category, the invented names. Invented names is one of my favorite category because when you invent a name, because you can have different sorts of inspiration, but normally those names end up being very catchy. I'm going to give you an example, uh, Google. Uh, Bean or Alexa, all those names we have been included into our vocabulary because because of them, because they invented that brand, because they decide to give that name to their brands, even if it was by mistake in the case of Google, that if you know well or someone knows about the story of a Google brand, actually is a mathematical terminology that have been uh, misspelling and uh, that's the reason why I end up having that name. You can you can actually Google it <laughs> and knowing more about that. But this is the story behind that name. So invented names are I love that, their invented name. The thing is when you start to mix many things at the same time, so we are going to talk about that later on. But continue with the categories, the experiential uh, category is this category that have the name of the company related with what you are offering, but literally, for example, SharePoint. SharePoint is, is, is a, a software that you use to share all your documents. So SharePoint is one of those examples in terms of this category experiential. Um, and the last uh, category is evocative. Evocative is probably the most successful way to create a, a brand name because being metaphorical in name of a brand creation make the people go a bit deeper into the meaning of a name. So when you have a deep meaning behind a name that make the people wondering, okay, what that mean? What what they say, for example, there there's brands like uh, uh, Lipfish or DuckDuckGo, and those brands are offering services related with something very metaphoric, but really offering a value behind that. So in order to create a, a name that really resonates with the people thinking about what your brand is going to offer to them in terms of how deep service or good service they are going to offer to me, this is a very good category. So just to summary, the categories is descriptive, invented, experiential, and evocative. So now let's talk a bit of the naming journey, how the naming journey happens, how we create the names. As well, I know that probably as uh, some of us in the life of uh, being parents, um, I am not I am not in this category, but I have been seeing many, many friends and family going into that process and choosing your 
baby's name and choosing your brand or company name is a very similar process. So as we will know, a part of the things that we uh, do as the first stage is we do brainstorming. And during this brainstorming is many things that we have to keep in consideration in order to give to that name the first the category that we want, second the options that we want to consider, and of course the validation after we do this process. So as a first step, my first recommendation is doing a competitor's name research because into the same industry or into the same category, uh, there are commonalities and those commonalities are things that you can use as a source of inspiration to create the name of your brand. Now, it's different, of course, if you want to really put differentiators starting by the name. So if you are research about the competitors, uh, you found them a commonality, of course, you want to be different. So probably the name options that you choose are going to be different than them. So the first step is actually doing this competitor research where you are going to start to uh, write down all these commonalities if they are, for example, a descriptive name, probably you don't want to use the same. If they are invented, all of them are invented. So this category are normally using invented names. So then you start to play with that. So it's based on what you found and what are those point of reference that you will start building your naming process or your naming journey. As a second recommendation, I want you, and coming back with the, with the way that you do this process, when you have all those names write down and you have a list and you have this brainstorming already organized, you probably can categorize them and choose the most important, the more catchy, the most uh, that you really feel identified with. And once that happens, it's very important as a second step going to research about the possibility to trademark that name. There is many tools on internet nowadays, actually in Google, you can, you can look in for it, about the register of that name. If that name already exists, if that name has been used for another company, it doesn't matter if it's not the same country, but in terms of another countries. Um, what is happening with that name around the world is something very important because you don't want to invest time, energy, effort in your brand, in the development of your brand with a nice name that then you are going to be in troubles because they have been trademarking by another company. So be careful with that and doing the trademark uh, research as well. And as a third step, the web availability. The web availability is something very uh, attached to the trademark, as well the social media channels that you are going to register. Because one of the most important things talking about the branding and about consistency is the fact that your brand, the name of your brand, as the name of your website as the name of your social media channel needs to be aligned and consistent. 
I don't recommend actually to have a name as a company, then another name on social media, and then another name, a different name in in the in your web domain. And the other thing that I recommend is if you can get the .com domain, that will be most recommendable in order to position it, your brand very well. So these, these steps as a part of this naming journey and actually doing the summary for the moment first, doing this after the brainstorming, this competitor's analysis, then looking for the trademark registration to see if your name is easy and available to register, then the web availability because you don't want to choose a nice name and then you know this name is already taken. So this is part of the process. As a part of the fourth step in this naming journey is you need to take in consideration different things about that name. So how that name is going to be perceived. So is something or kind of do a name evaluation. This name evaluation have a different topics inside. So different topics inside, I mean, once you start to evaluate the name, because what we are doing normally is sharing this with our first group of people, I mean, friends, family, then we probably test the name with the people that we don't know, how that sounds to you, this is something that resonates or no. And uh, part of the thing is, for example, to keep in consideration the pronunciation of that name, how that name sound, how the name uh, resound in people, you know, is what are their attitude when you give the name, that is something that the people found catchy or not. And, and from the another point of view, this pronunciation of that name, that is something easy for them. It depends on the culture, of course, that have a, an, a cultural environment that is very important to keep in consideration because sometimes we are choosing names that sounds very good in our culture, on, in our language or in our environment, but doesn't sound good in another countries, actually can be insulting in, in another languages. So especially if we are thinking that our brand is going to grow and it is going to have uh, internationalization, it's very important uh, for us to think in from the moment that we are creating the name, how that name is going to be pronounced, how that name sound. From another point of view, the visual of that name is very important. If the visual of that name, and I am referring in the way that you are writing that name, the letters that are into that name, visually, and most of the designers are going to be agree with me, because when when designers are doing the graphic design for the logos, the letters into the logos name uh, is something that helps a lot for the inspiration, for connection, how the letters that are going up or letters that are going down or the connections, uh, two letters that are going up at the beginning and two letters that are going down at the end are things that visually start to be in the background of what are the things to consider can works in order to build the name of my business or of my brand. So now to wrap up this naming journey, once we have that and we have been doing this 
process to evaluate the name, the pronunciation, to do the trademark, to do the web, uh, the web availability, uh, competitors. And actually, we arrive to have that name is actually the most important things that we can do is to start to put in, in paper all the possibilities that we have to make that name connected to our purpose as a brand. Because coming back a bit more about the categories that I was explaining at the, at the beginning, if we make that um, invented, for example, if we decide to invent a name, what is this going to be this journey that we are going to do after that? Because explaining a business behind an invented name is something relevant, is something that is quite difficult. And I, I'm coming back to the example about Google, how they at the beginning have to explain what their business was doing because it's a, a name coming from a specific and technical point. But at the end, they achieve to make their brand recognizable. They achieve to make a brand going where they are today. So all of the things is what is necessary to keep in mind, to give an overview, to have a future vision about what you will want to happen with your name or with your product. So now, what makes a great business name? This is, this is a question that probably many of us have been doing when we have been doing these naming processes or giving a name to the product because uh, people need to really wondering, okay, I just listening to the name of a brand, what that's mean. This is one of the most important things what uh, I have been in, in naming processes because sometimes it's so evident, you know, and that is good. But sometimes it's not that evident, but the people are behind that brand in order to understand what this brand is offering to them. And this is even more interesting because all those good names actually not necessarily invented. The evocative names, as the example that I give like a lip fish, what this brand is offering to me, what is behind of that brand, what they are talking about the lip fish, what is happening behind that. And even better, if you put it to your logo or your name, a tagline. The tagline is supporting that name. So you always have the opportunity to do a tagline for this name that will support the actions that you are doing. But going with the name, original name, not be very descriptive, probably inventing, combining, doing this mid-match that we are normally using in order to make these names more catchy, that is a, end up a very good combination, as well as a lot of people playing with that and end up doing something not very nice. But this is not something that I'm judging. This is something that can happen to us, have been happening to me. You know, sometimes I have been giving options to my clients where I have been giving these like uh, Frankenstein uh, names, you know, it's a combination with this, that, that. But at the end, for example, Adidas, Adidas is the combination of the name of the of the owner the name and the last name so and then these combinations could work in order to what are the branding that you are doing behind that name after you name it all of these are complementary things that happening when you are creating a name
for me and what makes a great business name is having in consideration all these little topics or little things that will give into your brand name this seasoned profile that will make that name unique. From another point of view, for me, it's important to letting you know what are the mistakes to avoid because we are always doing all the process and thinking okay we are doing the process to create the name we are following the steps all the information that we found around but what are the things to really avoid what are the mistakes so one of the things is names don't need to be very descriptive very descriptive is is probably going to end up in being a trouble because when you are very descriptive in your name it will be very difficult to trademark so try to avoid that be very descriptive with your the name of your brand try to be original so the mistake to avoid is try to be very descriptive be original is the advice when you build a generic name and connecting with the descriptive name this is the things this is the no goes when you are doing naming when you are uh, looking for the name to your brand so they are going to be probably a trouble in the future so try to don't use those the other mistake that i really advise to avoid is a name that will be difficult to pronounce I know that sometimes in some languages for some people, of course, that have been speaking that language their entire life, they include certain words that not for all the people will be easy to pronounce. So an easily pronouncing name will be more successful, will be more easily branding position it in the future. So keeping in mind that the pronunciation needs to be easy and the other thing uh, easy to remember because when it's difficult to pronounce it's difficult to remember a name that is uh, easy to remember is something catchy is something that you remember because it's easy for you by association related with something else something that will make you attached to that name so uh, personally, I, I learn things by association. So for me, it's easy when I see brands that offering to me something to be attached with and then memorize that and really remember what is this brand about and I start to research, okay, that name means that or the way that I have to pronounce that name is X or Y. But that will give me a connection and start to build a connection for me easily to pronounce easy to remember about that brand. Part of the things that I promised at the beginning, it was to uh, telling you a little bit about my experience doing a naming process, creating a brand here in Europe. And it was an amazing process where part of the first steps that we did, it was uh, doing a brainstorming and all the team that I have been including in this experience was doing this branding process uh, even at home with their families, individual. And then we collect all this brainstorming in only one, one place. And we have a lot of uh, different name options coming from different overviews and even from different cultures because in that moment we were all coming from different cultures. So it was very interesting first step. 
And then I decide to bring all the team uh, to do a creative work outside where we was collecting pictures of different stuff, different things, things that take our attention and giving an explanation why that took our attention. And when we do the workshop to categorize all these pictures, we found uh, names related with the benefit or with what that picture inspired us. And after that, we found a name to that experience. So finding names uh, to experiences that are related with your product or with the service that you are going to offer is another very good way to do a naming process. And it was part of this process that we did. Of course, this ended up to, I mean, we, we collected like uh, 200 uh, names options and it was uh, amazing because it's good when you have a name that will give you the opportunity to open different names that will give you the opportunity to categorize and based on those categories we got at the end five different names to choose the final one and part of the things that we have been including during this process because we really did a different rounds where we use uh, different uh, name name evaluation name validation we went to the roots of the name we went to the future of that name we went to the visuals to the graphicals how those different names was looking in graphically development like a logo and those things are able to do in order to have these five final names to be choosing the the last name and doing all this process because you only have five and from those five you are starting to visualize how your the name of your brand is going to look how this is going to sound how this is going to be pronounced how or how many people said, well, I prefer this, I prefer that. And I know these different concepts, but having different concepts really make us have a feedback previous at the fact that we just choose a name and launch a brand and then people are asking or suggesting, well, maybe you should have to be careful with your name because of this or because of that. So just to wrap up this episode and in order for you to really get uh, the knowledge and about how the naming process needs to be done, how the naming journey needs to be done, how you can really make that for your brand and how you can uh, put in practice and apply all the things that I'm sharing here with you I'm going to give you just the last advice and the last advice is related with the name that you choose try to choose a name that could be scalable and what I mean with uh, a name scalable uh, if your name will be actually probably used later on to create a soup brand why because sometimes we start with a product in our company and then we want to grow and that's what i'm telling to you doing scalable building a name that will be in the future something that will be adapted to a new product if you have a category of the product but you create a new category product or you create a subcategory of that product this name or this brand will be easily adaptable to your future business you don't know how the markets change so you need you need to be prepared for that and as well your logo so this flexibility talking about logo and a lot about brand and about this name that you gave to this new brand 
moment, it's very important to keep this advice in mind. I will be delivering here marketing and branding related information based on my experience and my knowledge and in order to empower you to develop a successful brand that make a really impact into the market. And all the topics that uh, we will approach in here will be adding value to you and letting you to have the opportunity to learn from real life experiences and from others that have a lot uh, to share with us as a guest uh, to this podcast. And uh, we hope you have been inspired by this content and join me for future episodes of Brilliantly Branded. And we will continue exploring the power of branding and the stories behind successful brands. I think the main purpose uh, have been delivering here in this episode and I would love to have you more frequently listening to my episodes and connecting with me in some way but probably the most important is learning from me and learning from all those guests that I am planning to bring here and I wanted to one more time ask to you if you have someone or you are someone, a woman behind a brand, please contact me on LinkedIn or Instagram because I will love to know about you, about your story, about all these processes that bring you to develop this brand and how you are communicating this brand to the world. I'm sure that we all can learn about those details and about those stories that will make us grow one more time. So this is part of uh, what I wanted to uh, deliver today. Thank you very much for being part of this episode. I'm so glad that I have been uh, delivered all this information to you. But the most importantly is knowing that you are using this information in order to really uh, give value to you. This is my purpose. I just hope to having you for the next episode here with me. Thank you very much for being here and until the next time, ciao, ciao.